Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to the Empty Arena Podcast. This is episode 28. I'm Chris, and I'm alongside John, Andrew, and Nick. Danny's somewhere on the line. He might call in a bit, a bit later. Uh, this week, we're going to be deconstructing the Fastlane pay-per-view, and we'll look at the fallout from both Raw and SmackDown and what that could mean for WrestleMania. Also, since it was uh, the Shield's last hurrah, as they say, we'll be taking a look at some of our favorite Shield moments, um, and maybe we we might even test out a new segment tonight. Hey, boys! Uh, it's very oh, very sexy opening. Smooth, sexy, smooth, you liked it? smooth, smooth as silk, smooth as eggs, smooth I mean, like X lax. Kind of what I was going for, so I crushed it. It was cool. That was very cool. Well, so, what did you guys think of uh, the Fastlane card and uh, the results and the recap? Best part of Fastlane, in my opinion, was uh, Carol Ann's Big ZD. That was the... Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Epic, <laughs> epic part of Fastlane. But outside of that, I thought it was a, I thought it was a fun show, but it felt like a really good episode of SmackDown. Yeah. Like a re- no, I, I think it felt like a really good episode of Raw. Clearly, you two out. are in disagreement. <laughs> but the best parts of SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, those those were your big uh, storylines in this pay per view. I mean, we, we'll we'll break down the card. Yeah, but, I mean, in in the most shocking of all moments, we finally had the heel turn uh, between the Miz and Shane McMahon. What's... And tell me, tell me who called it, folks? Who called you... it? That I wasn't concerned. I was concerned with Shane, and I knew that Shane was going to turn. I mean, yeah, we were all. We, I think we were all concerned. We were trying to figure out when this was going to happen. But I was surprised that it was Shane versus the Miz. Well, I mean, wait, that doesn't that that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It is Shane versus Miz. What I meant to say was it was Shane turning heel as opposed to the Miz, because you would you would assume that Miz would be turning heel, right? Since he's a better fit, but one would assume. Yeah. Well, there's the swerve. We'll see how it goes, I guess. But his. His, I thought, I thought his attack was, was uh, surprising. Right. I thought it was. Yeah, good. I mean, he he should have slapped Mister Miz. Instead, he grabbed him, <laughs> grabbed him by the face. Yeah, you smushed him like like Adam Sandler does that that uh, that big kid in Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in school. <laughs> but, but I thought the best part of that uh, happened. Well, the best part of that feud was Tuesday night when Shane McMahon came out and gave his promo. And as he's describing the Miz's father, he said, I took that potato face and made him watch as I beat his son. Uh, <laughs> the was, fact that, that he really said potato fun. face, I, I just, instead of saying the yeah. word potato head, because potato head would have made more sense. Oh, that would have been copyright. <laughs> yeah. Probably would have. Yeah. You know, that, that whole thing of them saying if they said oh, Mr. Potato Head, Mr. Miz Head, uh, that, <laughs> that would have been copyright infringement. And, and by copyright infringement, we mean... Something that we are well aware of. Oh, we're well aware of it. Well aware of it on the Empty Reader podcast. So that's why oh. we can't say Mr. Potato Head. We can say Mr. Spudhead. Yeah. You just said it like three times. Spudhead. <laughs> Don't say Mr. Potato Head. Don't say Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was really cool. I mean, this this took um, a different turn uh, that I think most people, aside from Chris, didn't expect. I, for one, was buying into the whole idea that the Miz was eventually going to do the turn. But it was a nice surprise because Shane has not been a heel, I think, since like 2001 or something. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. Since it's I'm talking about like the time, time when The Rock was fighting against Triple H and, and the McMahons, I, I think. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it was like the corporate ministry. Yeah. 
<laughs> right around there when he was when he yeah. was a heel last. I mean, well, his and his last crew was uh, the Mean Street Posse. I wonder if if they'll bring them back. Hmm. <laughs> I hope <laughs> they bring back Pete Gas, <laughs> Rodney, Pete Gas, and Joey uh, Abs. Joey Abs. <laughs> if you don't know, uh, they're actually on the uh, Edge and Christian podcast. Not uh, podcast. The uh, uh, Edge and Christian. Show. Yeah, Edge and Christian show on the, on the on the network, and they're actually really funny. You know, maybe that's uh, m- maybe the breakup of the Shield will usher in the uh, resurgence of the Mean Street Posse. One can only hope. Again. One of the greatest uh, trios of all time. Uh, I think. Yeah. Literally, yeah, <laughs> hands down. So. <laughs> we officially have them at Mania now. We have Shane and the Miz. You posse? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, Shane and the Miz definitely has been yeah. set up. Oh, yes. yeah, that's already been booked. That, that's booked. It's ready and to go. And that was a match that we, I think, several weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago, called. Was I think happen? Danny initially called that. I think so. That match. I think we, uh, you know, we could take credit for that. I think like, we... like, I think Danny called uh, Monday Night Raw's uh, last match. <laughs> yes. <laughs> False count anywhere. Oh my god. It's the backstage brawl we wanted. The backstage, you don't say. So now, I mean, do you guys think with now with the Usos holding the tag belts, uh we're going to see them against the Hardys at Mania cuz I would actually love to see that. That'd be an interesting match. Yeah, I think that's where that's heading to. And I would imagine they go over. But yeah. we haven't gotten an f- official word yet on the match. The so Usos we, you mean go over? We, uh yes, the Usos. Yeah, I think they have to. Yeah, they have to make the most sense. It's like a passing of the torch, I guess. Right. So to say. And, um, and, and can I say how fire the Usos promos have been? Yes, been very impressed with them. I always like their you. promos. They've they've been cutting really great promos ever since they turned heel. I think they really mm-hmm. um, they've been the it team on SmackDown by a country mile. They did a great uh, impression of the Miz last week. <laughs> We could be co-besties. <laughs> it was oh, it was so good. Um, so we had that. What else? What else do we have on the fast lane card? Uh, the Shield, the Shield, the Shield's yeah, last match, their, their final match. Um, it, it was nice to see that, uh, but I'm still a little not worried. I, I guess worried is not the right r- word here, but I'm a little perturbed that perturbed. that you're perturbed. I'm perturbed. That You're classy upset? I'm very classy upset. That <laughs> WWE has not resolved the Dean Ambrose heel to face turn that nobody's ever seen. Now he's no. face like he's like yep. huge big face. Gonna, everybody's just gonna pretend like that didn't happen. Yeah, and I thought I thought <laughs> That's after what it feels like. I thought yeah. after that match was over, I thought Dean was gonna go crazy essentially again. Well, yeah. I feel like maybe at this point, because they acknowledge that he was not resigning. They like Michael Cole yeah, they said, said it, it under his breath. They're acknowledging like, it quite frequently, which I find but, interesting. Yeah, and, and to me that sounds like he's going to be coming back after WrestleMania because they should they wouldn't be saying that on air. I mean, I'm wondering if they're trying to like not not pressure him, but like put it in his head that they know it, and now that the fans know it, maybe he might feel some pressure to resign just based on that. Well, I forget who was saying it a couple episodes ago, but um, it might have been you, Andrew, that said that Roman is like the big dog literally now. So he's trying to <laughs> he's trying to peer pressure Dean into not signing with anyone else. Uh, yeah, uh, he he appeared at some kind of signing or some, and somebody asked him a question well, it about it. And I don't think I I remember whoever said it said he's like yeah we're working on it or something to that. Yeah, effect. I mean it's I mean it's ultimately up to him, 
And if he feels like he's not getting, you know, his proper placement on the card, then he, you know, because right. think, yeah. think about the last time that someone left. Think of the last time a top star left the company on good terms. I can't think of I can't think of anyone recently. It would have to take something extremely um, CM Punk. Yeah, <laughs> obviously wonderful terms. <laughs> um, but yeah, to your point, Andrew, t- for someone of that high level of star power to just leave or not renegotiate, it would have to take an extreme set of circumstances to have someone just walk away from WWE. Unless he just wants time off to nurture injuries or something, maybe, and then uh, not just saying that could be. But you know what? I think that this. Well, when we get to uh, the ending of Raw this week and how that played out, that could have been their mm-hmm. way of writing him off TV as a safeguard in case of whatever happens. But we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, the Shield coming back for the pay-per-view one last time, one last run um, against Corbin, Lashley, and McIntyre. And, uh, you know, yeah, solid I mean- match. I know Roman. Yeah, it was a fairly it was a fairly standard uh, shield match. Oh, but how, you know, how everybody fun was it? It was so it was it was fun yeah. to see like Seth and Dean doing their like high flying shit outside of the ring, and then you had Roman, mm-hmm. you know, and he wasn't taking a ton of bumps. Although no. that's that wasn't the case on Monday night. He took uh, quite a few from Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Yeah, he got smoked by Drew McIntyre. But uh, should we run through the rest of the card real quick just to uh, check the boxes for sure. Fash yeah, Lane? What, what else we did had, we have? Uh, Asuka and Mandy Rose. Asuka um, and Mandy Rose. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that was a relatively very quick match. Yeah, not much going on there. Everyone knew Asuka was going to retain. I think there were, uh, yeah. I guess, just trying to give Mandy some, uh, you know, they're teasing some trouble in paradise where there's like a little bit of trust issues going on between uh, Mandy and Sonya Deville. Right. Wait, 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 oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You mean Kofi? <laughs> Chris, is, is this a connection between Kofi <laughs> and Mandy Rose, you think? Is that what you're saying right now? But Kofi Kingston? You said trouble in paradise. That's one would only oh. assume. <laughs> that you are trying to insinuate there's some relationship like, there. What are you talking about? Great segue into the. Uh, there was actually the kickoff show. If you guys actually watched that, that was a uh, new day and uh, Rusev and Shinsuke, uh, who were defeated by uh, the, the, uh, the new day the new themselves. Day. Yeah, um, that, yeah. That, that was an was okay that, match. Was that pre-show. Yeah, that was an okay match. That was that was that was pre-show. It was a standard like tag match, but I think so weird. Like he. Kofi is your presumptive challenger for the, the the WWE Championship, and you have him on the pre-show. People, well, no, it was, it was only it. Uh, it was only Xavier Woods and Biggie, Biggie. that Biggie, were right. participating. Oh, all right, so they at least kept him out of there. All right, yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch the pre-show. Sorry, folks. But <laughs> Kofi did have a spot on SmackDown. I know that we watched with slight delay, but we uh, I didn't notice this at first. I mean, I, I rewatched the pay-per-view later that evening. So uh, apparently, well, not apparently, this did happen. Kofi, obviously, Kofi and the New Day went to Vince and knocked down his door and said, "Hey, listen, we want a match, and we want to want that match tonight for Kofi." And Vince said, "Okay, well, I'll make it a triple threat." And everyone freaked out. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, we're getting a triple threat match! Holy shit!" Kofi comes out, and the announcer says, "Well, this is no longer a triple threat match for the WWE title. It is now a handicap." And the, the bar came out, 
and basically beat the hell out of Kofi, pinned him, and that was it. Kofi held his own for a little while, but unfortunately he he uh, was defeated by the bar. Yeah, and the crowd was booing like crazy. Yeah, and I thought that was a really smart booking decision because it kept Kofi sympathetic mm-hmm. without overexposing him. It gave him a loss, which I know it sounds weird, but I think that was a good thing because now people are behind him and, and, and they yeah, know they that. They want to see him win. Yeah. I think it was important to give him a loss. And um, in the abridged version of what happened on SmackDown this week, the show closed with New Day in the ring pleading with Vince McMahon to give Kofi his opportunity. Then Vince McMahon said, all right, I'll give you your opportunity, but you'll have to beat this guy. Out comes Randy Orton. Out comes Samoa Joe. Out comes DeBar. Out comes Rowan. So next week on SmackDown, Kofi Kingston is going to be competing in a gauntlet where he has to beat all five of those guys. I bet you he will. To get to Mania. I'm very curious to be... see how they write this because it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> that's going to be crazy. That's going to be like the last hour of SmackDown. Yeah. I... um. I'm wondering what's going to happen. I'm really looking forward to that. You mean the second half of SmackDown? Every, I think his first, yeah. maybe <laughs> two, first two guys that he faces. Now, this is what I, I not, I'm, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of him having a gauntlet match. It just seems like they're trying to replicate what happened about a month ago. Right. And that, that I think literally was the writers just saying, oh, wait, we have Kofi in here. Let's just give him a, like, throw him a bone. Give him like some, you know, some uh, a really cool win. Maybe, maybe they shouldn't have done a gauntlet match. Maybe they should have done a battle royale. Yeah, like I think any, like I just feel like the, with the gauntlet match, you're you're essentially you're going to be not burying, but you are going to mm-hmm. make five strong guys, and especially Samoa Joe, the U.S. champion. He does not need to look bad. No, yeah. no, I think it's he, sh- he shouldn't even be on this equation. No. It, he really shouldn't, but well, I guess what other heels can you use? You might get some help on the outside. Maybe AJ will come in when he's up against Orton. Who knows? Maybe there's little. I think everyone there. is. I think all the faces are going to help him win, in one way or another. Yeah, that seems like a safe bet. Could be like a rallying thing that they might try to replicate, like with Daniel Bryan having the faces on the roster come out and rally behind him so who knows we'll see how this plays out it should yeah. be very interesting but now it's, I, I love this storyline is do you guys think this let me ask you guys a question now do you think this is the hottest storyline or do you think the ronda becky charlotte is the hottest storyline i don't know that's good that's a good that's question a very well, good for, question. Uh, for the longest time it was ronda and becky uh, and charlotte now um but this is really uh i mean on the men's side of, of defense, if you really wanted to be specific, this is arguably the, the, the hottest thing right now. Kofi Kingston is the hottest commodity. Um, I, I think they're both awesome. Yeah. Because Ronda's, I, I think Ronda's playing it really well, where, you know, on social media outside of TV, mm-hmm. she's acting like such a badass. She's cursing up a storm. She's, True. She, she's, I think she's really playing it where she's playing the part very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't tell if it's real or not. That's you know, because she's playing kayfabe essentially, mm-hmm. and uh, you know this whole Kofi thing is awesome too because 
he's always been the underdog and never had a shot. And you know, exactly. everyone loves him for the stunts he pulls and um, you know his, his shenanigans with uh, Biggie and Xavier. I just I literally think about watching him when I was like when we were all watching together, like in 2010, 20, you know, two thousand nine, yeah, yeah. two thousand eight. You know, like, yeah, good good guy, like solid mid Carter. We never thought. Like he was under the nose the entire time, and yeah, yeah. now he's. Imagine they pushed him sooner. I mean, who knows? Maybe it wouldn't have been. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like there was a time where he was feuding with uh, Randy Orton, and I think we were we were there for one of those Monday Night Raws where he did the boom drop from the um for, in the crowd, like onto like some. Yeah, that was like an unsanctioned match type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yep. and you know they pushed him then, but it, then it just stopped. It stopped that was be- the end of the yeah. feud. He became a better supporting player. Like he was in all these ta- like rando tag teams with like Evan Bourne. Uh, he even teamed with CM Punk, I think, early on. CM too. Punk, yeah, he, he was titles. in like a rando tag team with CM Punk. And, and he had yeah, sporadic. But now they're seeing if he can fly on his own. Yeah. Eleven years, you know. I, I guess you know it's been it's been a while. Three of those with I mean, the with the new day. It's got some legs. Um, and uh, speaking, speaking uh, of having some legs, um, what'd you guys think of the women's tag team titles? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cause, cause I particularly like the, the whole thing with Beth Phoenix. She was on yeah, that was cool. That was more that, yeah, towards the end, I think that's where things picked up. Yeah. The match itself. It's always, it's always tough watching Sasha against Naya because you have N- Sasha who gets thrown around like a rag doll and oversells. Well, not doesn't she doesn't over, oversell in a bad way, but she sells moves like, whoa. And you have Naya who, who hurts others. So you <laughs> breaks faces. So yeah, I, I never know. Like, is Sasha dead? <laughs> is, is she okay? Is she alive? Someone shake her. Just like poker. <laughs> um, but I thought, I mean, I th- it, it, it Boston Hug Connection, they have to be champs for a while. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have a one and done. I mean, now the Iconics are going to challenge and they're going to lose. It's. I think they're going to retain for a while. I think that having them as the tag champions will allow, like the Iconics, for example, um, teams of, of women that haven't really had as much time on TV to really showcase themselves i think this is for example with the iconics this will be a good opportunity for them to show what they have and i guess if they go down to nxt as well there's also uh the idea that sasha and baylor will go down to nxt to actually challenge some some teams down there so it's um it's a good vehicle i think for the women's division to gain and maintain visibility in the midst of the whole becky ronda charlotte Mm -hmm. thing that's significantly outshadowing everything else even poor oscar but you know this list will be good. I think they're going to be. I agree. They're going to be holding the tag belts for a while. Yeah. But then now, as John mentioned, we have a, a feud between Beth Phoenix and Nia Jax going into Mania. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. I think that's set up already, right? It's a one-on-one with the. Beth it's. A, I don't Nia. know if it's a one-on-one or one on one-on-one or a tag with. Maybe uh, Natty and Natalia. Natty. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. Natty and Beth Phoenix against Nia and Tamina. I guess it's a way to get. It's a way to get people onto the card and throw, you know, 
although is, is Beth a legend? I don't know if she is a legend. Um, she's a Hall of Famer, no? Yes, she's a Hall of she Famer. She's a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. Only recently, too, I think. Yeah. Maybe yeah. two years yeah, ago. Actually, yeah. Yeah. And I got to tell you something. It's it's interesting because um, when you see Beth Phoenix lately, you know, like when you saw her on commentary, and I think she was also during the May Young Classic, she was doing commentary, and now... When you see people out of the game of, of wrestling for, for a while, and you might notice that um, men and the women, you know, as far as their stature, they might th- lean out a little bit, tend to get a yeah. little bit smaller, you know, yeah. because they're not hitting the gym as much. You know, Beth Phoenix, you know, looks, you know, I, I would say noticeably smaller than what she did when she wrestled. But when she came out on Raw and she had that tank top on, she still looks like she could murder somebody. <laughs> she looks, oh, she yeah. still looks I like would never mess she would freaking crush somebody's head. She's a freak, a genetic freak. Um, but yeah. thanks for listening, Beth. <laughs> yeah. She's married so, to Edge. Hi, Edge. <laughs> hi, Edge. Um, but yeah, so um, that looks like it's going to be in the works. I would say that's a tag team mm-hmm. match that they're going to be setting up for. Yep. And they had a like a altercation on raw as well i believe the next night that they did uh natalia came out and had a match with uh tamina i believe and um yes it was natalia and tamina beth came out and stood by ringside what about the uh the championship match daniel bryan yep or d d bryan uh you know what I just I thought it was underwhelming. Yes, especially yeah. who the hell would want to watch Mustafa yeah. Ali? And that I like the guy, but I think he needs yeah. time to yeah. develop his character. Of course, absolutely. Yeah, because what character? There really isn't much. It's he, he's too vanilla. Yeah. Like he's too you know like in the promos they're not giving him much to work with. I mean he's you know the underdog who's gonna fight and he's not gonna give up. You know it's just like oh yeah. god great. Yeah. I mean, why, why, I just, even like there was no build between Owens and, and Brian. And I'll be honest, you guys can tell me, I, I don't love this version of Kevin Owens. Me neither. As the, as the people's champ, it's like, come on, you were, you, you, you block people on social media all the time. You, you just rip into people. It was such a horrible, like, I could see why when, you have a heel that gets put on the shelf with a legitimate injury for a long time and they come back as a face. I mean, they did it with Triple H when he came back from the quad injury so they could do it with anybody. But I think the point right. is is that when you make when you have somebody come back like that, it has to be in a way that it makes a statement. I feel like they really botched it with Kevin Owens. If they really had any idea of pushing him as a face, having Vince McMahon name him as the replacement for Kofi Kingston, that doesn't get you over. It only probably no. draws more heat on you. And I couldn't blame anybody for booing Kevin Owens when he came out because in that situation, everyone's emotionally attached to Kofi. And, and I think it was just a horrible segue. What I personally would have liked to have seen him, I think I mentioned this, was have Kevin yeah. Owens come back and feud with Lashley because Lashley was the one that hurt him. That's, that's how you get that's him. That's the only way to make him face is when you fight like when you fight the bad guy, that's when you become right. the face. It's very, you know, very simple. And it's just, I agree with you, Andrew. There's something that's just off about this. Uh, I mean, it's so phony. It comes across as so can't phony. get behind it. Can't get behind it at all. I just, yeah. I have no, and, I have, yeah. And if you notice in uh, Kevin Owens' promos since he returned, he's tried to distance himself, where he had said 
Um, I took Kofi Kingston's uh, spot, not that I wanted to or anything. I was told to do so. You guys notice that in his promos? Right. He was, he, yeah, he, he said something along the lines of like, well, any, any guy would have taken the opportunity. But, right. Oh, and, or, something or, like that. And he said something like, well, I think Kofi is just as, deser- just as deserving as I am. Like, right. no, he's more deserving than you. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how any of this works. That's not nope. how any of this works. Nope. But, uh, but in that case, at least, at least Debray, uh, kept the title. But, yes, Debray kept the title. But how, I mean, I think we're all watching together. How, uh, like, what was Boring it? was it? Yes. What, what was the, <laughs> what was the, like, audience reaction to Mustafa Ali coming out? It was either dead silence or, like I, I collectively heard twenty thousand eyes roll. Four, four, <laughs> actually, I'm sorry, forty thousand. Nice. Jeez. It just, I mean, just a collection of like, oh, yeah, it's not Kofi. Yeah, exactly. Take another uh, heel, anybody else. Throw them as the third person. Make it. Well, I thought what would have been a, a a better move would be to have, you know. Have them announce, oh, it's a triple threat. Sami Zayn. But, well, yeah, well, Sami, that would have been cool. Um, but make it Rowan. You make it yeah. Rowan, and it's like, oh, yeah, wink, wink. It's a triple threat, and we're just going to, you know, demolish, you know, Kevin Owens. Or, oh, God, I'm just thinking. I'm just, like, <laughs> thinking out loud now. I'm like, fuck. Uh, it's just clear nobody wanted Mustafa Ali in this match. <laughs> well, actually, all right, I'm going to throw this out His there. His father, Muhammad, would have been very proud, though. You I'm can sure you guys you guys can pay me uh you know WWE can pay me for this later. Don't include Kevin Owens in the situation. Announce at, you know for Fastlane it's going to be Brian and Kofi, and then here comes the main event. And then Vince McMahon says, you know what? Uh, because SmackDown is a land of opportunity, and Kofi, you're all about opportunity. I'm going to give somebody else an opportunity tonight. Make it a triple threat, and then Rowan is thrown into the match, aka a handicap and. Kofi gets destroyed by both of them together. Do you want that in uh, Big Bills or check? Uh, I'll take that in check. But <laughs> it, uh, tell me, it's, it's, not, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. No, it's not a bad idea at all. Oh, thank you, guys. Surpri- thank you. I- I'm surprised you don't get paid by WWE. <laughs> uh, I only work for AEW. Guys, my niece was signed Ooh. to AEW. She's, she's a part of the toddler division. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, I heard it was uh, founded by Michael Jackson. Anyway, uh, for oh, the, the 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 next segment we should discuss was the uh, Becky match, the Becky Charlotte match, or whatever you want to call it. It really wasn't much of a match, I suppose. But yeah, for right, we... rightfully so. Uh, uh, oh my, Chris, have you looked at my notes? Because I literally wrote in my notes, Becky match was weak AF, getting tired of the ankle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm getting tired of that limp and the playing up this match. You know, truth be told, this feud was starting to go cold. And I think that WWE panicked and they decided that they needed to shock this feud. And that's how you got uh, Ronda to turn heel and to get back the sympathy for Becky. Right. So and, there was only, and I think the only way that this was going to work is if you had one face taken on two heels. Yeah, and like I said earlier, I think Ronda's doing a fantastic job of being a heel. If she's actually being a heel. 
Yeah, she's definitely taking ownership of it. I, I would say so. She's yeah, she's doing a good job. I mean, and and that's after months and months and months of people criticizing her for her mic skills and being too. I could use the term vanilla, like you said earlier, um, mm. with her character. She's all face. She she's almost becoming. She's almost what Roman Reigns should have been. Yeah, you know, like yep, pushed face, and then you start shoving him you know down every, you know start shoving her down, down everyone's throat and guess what people are turning on her because they don't want to see they they see becky as the true face in this situation yeah so she's a stone cold face they, she's a stone cold face but i am honestly getting a little tired of it uh and is it bad i'm gonna go on record on this episode of the podcast guys i'm gonna go on record episode 28 guys this triple threat match at mania i want to see Charlotte Flair win. Really? I mm. love Charlotte. She's been doing such great work as a heel. She is such a good heel. She's legitimately one of my favorite wrestlers. Like, not even... not even. You just like her for the breast implants. <laughs> oh, jeez. And she got that mole removed. Yeah. She looks great. <laughs> I have a mole. <laughs> I have a mole on my face. <laughs> It's good oh, to be man. the king. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. Wrong episode. <laughs> Wrong movie. As you were saying, Andrew. It's, uh, no, I, I I want her. I mean, all right. I'm, I'm just trying to make waves. I'm just joking around. But no, seriously, I think she. I think Charlotte has done a great job being a heel and being able to add a little spice to this feud. That's very, it, very, very one-sided towards Becky. And I think they they needed some more uh, entertainment factor. Yeah, there, there. Um, there's no doubt that Charlotte is one of their premier women competitors, and and for all the haters out there that rag on her just because she's a flair, just because of her father's legacy, she's earned her spot and has earned everything that she has accomplished. I think in the four years that she's been there, that's just my opinion. Agreed. A hundred percent agreed. Yeah, I mean, she she is where she is because of the work that she's put in, no question. Um, but yeah, I think that what you see is that there's this, um, deficiency in the program between Becky and Rhonda, where I think in terms of the promos, in terms of, you know, carrying the dialogue, Becky does very well. I mean, for up until when she had her face turning, you know, she had time on the mic and she talked and, you know, she had her catchphrases and she, she was, she was pretty good with it, I think. But I think Rhonda, um... While she's gotten better, I think Charlotte really is someone that cuts good promos and works the mic really well. And you, you always have to have that in, in going into a, a big program, especially with Mania. So I think having her there in the mix, I think definitely helps that aspect of the feud. Because if it was just Becky and Ronda, I think it's hard to... To me, I feel like having Charlotte there really uh, on the dialogue level makes a big difference. Um, so... It had to be done. I could see why people were upset with having Charlotte in the mix. But, um, you know what? It seems to be working out pretty good. It adds another layer to it and makes things interesting. So, yeah. Um, that is very interesting, Nick. Very very good point. Yeah. Kind of thought of a... Kind of stopped in a pause there for a second there. But, um, and that leads us right into the last match of Fastlane. That was a shield. Uh, they beat Corbin, McIntyre, and Lashley. 
Um, I hope they come oh, up with a, 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 like a faction name for them. We we did have, we do have one more match on uh, from Fastlane. Actually, two more. Do we? Just, we can go over them quick. We have the U.S. title match, the Fatal Four Way. Yes, we do. U.S. Yes, championship, where Joe finally won gold. Congratulations, Joe. Chris, what do you, what do you think? Joe won on SmackDown, but he retained. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, J- Joe won on SmackDown last week. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, he won. It's okay. But no, there was no, that was another yeah. Fatal Four that he he won. I think yeah, yeah. He won yeah, this Fatal Four. Th- th- this yeah. one he beat uh, Mysterio, Andrade, and uh, r Truth. Yes, and he made r Truth go to sleep. Uh-huh. On <laughs> <laughs> which is which is hard to believe anyone can make r Truth go to sleep. But yes, I feel it like happened. that's that's adorable. <laughs> oh no, he made uh, Rey Mysterio Wait, go to sleep. Joe, it's my bedtime now. Are you going to read me a story? Are you going to give me a warm bottle of milk? No problem. Get my pillow. Get my teddy bear. Dance break. That was was, uh, one of the, I think, better matches of the night. It was. Yeah. um, Yeah, from a technical standpoint, you you know, you had a lot of the, you know, the flippies with the... Forty-four-year-old Ray Mysterio still doing Hurricane Ranas and head scissors. Like it's amazing, <laughs> it's amazing, um, and he's so fast too. Yeah. Unbelievable. And you know, it really like it makes me like say, you know, like I, I I eat crow because it's like remember when Mysterio towards the tail end of his last run, how he just looked so lethargic, and we thought that he was really done, and he couldn't do a lot of yeah. the stuff that he used to do, and we were like, ah. Oh, feel terrible i mean this guy was a legend i guess it seems like he's done and you know he left it's like oh but he came back and he he looks awesome i mean it just god bless you know he's he's getting this run that you know is really doing well for him and he's working with andrade who's going to be really awesome so this had all the fixings of a really good match and it delivered i think yeah it was good. Now I'm I'm just curious to see who he's going to doing battle with at WrestleMania. As far as Joe, yes, I heard yeah. that Cena might be the front runner. Yeah, well, well, last week, if you guys uh, haven't yet, check out our episode from last week. We talked to uh, King John, King John Broadway from WUW Wrestling, and he came up with a really good scenario where uh, you would have Samoa Joe defending his U.S. title against Cena at WrestleMania. And we don't know what Cena's plans are, but I think that could be a good uh, a good route to go for the U.S. title. Yeah, first he has to get a haircut. <laughs> yeah, Samoa Joe. He was in a uh, I think like a, a pastel colored polo. I think it was either on SmackDown or like Fastlane. <laughs> and he he reminded me of like someone you would see at a christening <laughs> like i don't know his like with the slick back hair looks like oh this is my uncle Vito. uh <laughs> hey how you doing I, hey how you doing like you see him in three oh god bless god bless you uh, god bless little... <laughs> god, god bless little hey, philip <laughs> he looks he looks amazing a handsome little knockout you he's gonna be a killer he's gonna go up and be a killer one day that kid. Like, like his great uncle vinny <laughs> Forget about it. Oh wait, wait. You have to go back to. Uh, we have to go back to the Shield, John. Sorry to uh, interrupt. Oh, we had one other match. It was the eh, who cares? Raw tag team match. <laughs> uh, but who does care? Because the revival won anyway. Yeah. And what was a, a pretty fast paced fun match? Yeah, that, but... that was very fast paced. Um, that is when uh, they were sabotaged. Were they sabotaged at the end of that match? Um, 
by uh, Ricochet and no. What, what... Oh no, that was Triple Threat. That was a Triple Threat. So you had the okay. revival, uh, the uh, interesting pairing of Bobby Roode and Chad Gable against mm-hmm. the combo Glow. of Ricochet and Alistair Black. And honestly, at that point, I was looking at the at the tag division on Raw, and I was like, you know what, God, let let Ricochet and Alistair Black win, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, give them what? the belt. Just, they just, can give travel. Them. Give them. I, 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 uh, it's, yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's the Raw tag division is just bland. Mm-hmm. Good matches. Sometimes, um, but, but let's talk about the best part of Raw. Well, no, it wasn't the best part of Raw, but the best part of the Raw brand in general. Seth Rollins, <laughs> Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose. Their last match was at Fastlane as the Shield. Their last match as the Shield was at Fastlane against John, as you said, Corbin, Lashley, and McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. And they won. The Shield Shield won. Two bull guys and an Irishman. A uh, Scotsman. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> they won clean. And, and I could tell this felt like their last match together. Or at least they were they had that in their heads. Because it just it yeah. felt like a... I a, feel like they... Yeah, they did that. They had their mentality that they were just going to do every, all their spots. And they, they were going to go out on top. Who, who ate that pin? Can I ask? Uh, I believe that was Baron Corbin. I remember. I believe that was Baron Corbin. What else is new for Baron Corbin? (laughs) Let him eat the pins. (laughs) Yeah, he sucks. He he ate the pin, uh, and I most of the time, I think they, I think the timekeeper forgot what the rules were because, uh, or the ref at least, because at one point everyone was chilling outside of the ring. And he didn't make it past one. Because we, because we were, we were watching at one point, and Ambrose was out, and the ref was like. Four, five, six, like doing his count out, and Ambrose had to go back in and go back out. And then at one point, I, I even said, "Oh wait, the legal guy that he's in the ring right now." Meanwhile, everybody was outside. It's like this doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> they changed the rules mid match. I'm pretty sure that we've seen or have bared witness to actual mistakes being made where like it wasn't planned where like the legal guy didn't get pinned or whatever i'm sure that that has happened within the last couple of years which has happened multiple times <laughs> and nobody's ever noticed yeah. it or you know things of that similar uh nature yeah and the the, the shield actually did a triple power bond twice they did one on mcintyre and one on uh corbin yeah the announce tables that's right that was cool to see that uh you know as seth mentioned as seth called it one more mother fucking last time. <laughs> it was uh, oh, it was man. cool to see, and especially I mean, I know like me personally, I loved, you know, and it's weird because they're not, you know, these guys aren't, you know, legends. I mean, I'm sure eventually they'll be Hall of Famers one day, but think of the impact they made only within like the six seven years they've been around. Yeah. You know, if, for three man teams, you know, for three person squads, they were probably, I think, one of the most successful. Yeah, yeah. When you measure up their individual success upon uh, leaving the group, and yeah, they definitely, um, as far as a trio, they they have uh, I think the distinction of being a collection of three individual guys that all had to varying degrees mm-hmm. significant runs, and they all held the big belt at one point. This is true, oh, right? They, yeah, each of them are trip, uh, triple crown. Champ- they've held every belt 
in the WWE outside yeah, of I believe, cruiserweight yeah. and women's. I believe, obviously. yeah, they all um, or the hardcore title, or the European or... title, or the light heavyweight title. R.I.P. 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 And we we were, we yeah. were actually there for their first match as a team ever yes. at Barclays Center. Wow. That was at TLC. At TLC. TLC. Ten to love and care. Who did they fight? Oh, fine. I'm, I I remember everything. Uh, I believe that was Ryback. Wasn't Ryback in that match? No, let's oh, take a God. trip. Let's take a trip down memory lane. It was Ryback and Team Hell No against yes. the Shield. Yes, that's right. Oh, and did they lose? They lost that. Feed match. me more. Shield, I think Shield won it. Shield won. Yes. Yeah. They went Shield on an un- they went on an undefeated streak for a while until Gee. I think Daniel Bryan pinned. Rollins, I think, in a tag match. I think that was their it was first like some, loss. Some yeah, I remember they had such a weird like. I think when they came on the scene, they they all wore uh, Danny inspired turtlenecks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Danny loves turtlenecks. You can check it out on our Instagram page. There's a a, yes. a, a shot of us from a few years ago. Um, he's he's got every he's got one in every color, folks. Yes, he is even flesh color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's the Steve Still Jobs. The belt there, John. <laughs> hey now. Um, they came out with uh, to, they came out to interfere in CM Punk's uh, championship match at, at yes Survivor Series. Well, weren't they year. weren't they the uh, the what do you call it for Triple H? Weren't they the uh, they were like authority? Like, yeah, like the authority. I can't think of the words. Um, they like, were Stooges. They were like yeah, like the Stooges. Yeah. They were that for a little bit. They were hired by Heyman to protect Punk. Uh, My client, CM Punk. <laughs> and then eventually, well, then we got like they were together for I think what like a solid year and a half before they broke up that first time mm-hmm. around. Yeah, and that was when they, they when they broke up. I remember everyone was saying that. Or at least most people were thinking it was like too early for them to break up. They just turned like face. But I thought it was the perfect time. Because you could end up with a Wyatt situation where you don't actually break up and it gets very weird and nobody really goes over, you know. Yeah. And, you know. and then and then the Bludgeon Brothers happened. And then Boy. the Bludgeon Brothers happened. You know, the only good thing I think really the only good thing that came out of the Wyatt family was Braun Strowman. John, yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yes. Yep. What a shame. What a missed opportunity Bray Wyatt was. Yeah. And he was... Rest in peace. And, oh, God. <laughs> no, no. His God career. His career, you bastards. If if you guys remember, if you guys can possibly remember, because I know S.H.I.E.L.D. is not like a legendary faction, but... Uh, they I, will I would, be. They will be, for sure. Um I I have to say I think my favorite Shield match was them against the Wyatts from like Elimination Chamber when the Wyatts were just coming up and it was just them three and it I remember just distinctly that there being this is awesome chance before anyone started fighting. It was such a white hot uh, program because it was something that everybody wanted. It was right. one of those m- moments that. At that time, you know, post CM Punk, you know, or whatever you want to call it, that that was that one thing that I think the majority of the crowd really hung on to. That we you don't see too often, but when you do see it, it's very special, and mm-hmm. they have to you have to take care of it. Like what we're seeing with Kofi right now, you have those moments where like you find somebody or some uh, 
connection of, or a collection of superstars that just it really resonates with people and that at the time was the biggest thing because everybody was talking about it even for months before or imagine if the shield and the wyatts went at it they pulled the trigger and yeah. it played out beautifully and I would, yeah as i was say you know what else is uh everyone what everyone seems to be talking about now batista oh yes I was actually yeah. thinking that that was like uh, I remember when when Batista was in the Rumble with Roman and Roman was super over, and then Batista decided you know won the won yes. the Rumble instead. He came back as a he essentially became a heel. Uh, he was a special guest celebrity that became a heel. But let's let's talk about that because that was insanity on Monday night. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Give me what you I know, want. You know, on Facebook, I saw... Give me what I want, Chris. <laughs> somebody Give put, me what I want. <laughs> Give me what I want. that promo <laughs> the Spice Girls wannabe. Oh, that was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> we were trying to go for that. <laughs> Give me what I want, what I really, really want. Give me what I want, what I really, really want. Is that what you I want? want? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so... Uh. So let, let's, let's so you can say ah. There was a picture. There was a video of Drax getting the ejected from. Uh... <laughs> so that was, let's... that was the best thing I've ever seen. So is so Batista, if he has any more spit left in his mouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, poor microphone got quite the shower. Yeah, there's some intern that had to, like take the microphone and like dr- go dry clean it or something. <laughs> So sorry, we can't we can't clean this. He's too dirty. <laughs> so what is he wants a match against Triple H to decide who's better, although he beat him already fourteen years ago. I just don't know how much sense that makes. Well, he's he's playing a heel, and obviously, um, he's playing the celeb heel that is thinks he's better than everyone. That's the whole thing, and he's trying to show that he's better than Triple H, who happens to be the quote unquote best. Of the best, of the best. Uh, yeah. It just seemed. Does it seem too far out of left field for this feud? Mm. Yeah, a little bit. It just seemed like they planted the seeds. But even when they planted the seeds, I was like, "Oh, I hope they don't go that route." But they're like, <laughs> like, what seeds you planting there? You you planting uh, watermelon? Uh, I prefer oranges, but okay. You know, oh, wait, and oranges? I feel like Never it's. Mind. I feel like it's not going to be that good of a feud. It's not really. It's not. However, it's not going to be that good of a match because you think about it. Batista, although I think he's done filming uh, for Endgame, and I'm not sure if there is going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, maybe who knows? Who knows? But I, I don't know if he's filming anything right now. But how how many bumps could he possibly take? Like how physical of a match is this going to be, or is this going to be a bunch of grandstanding? Well, if he's still capable of wrestling the last time i think he wrestled was probably about six or seven years ago maybe yeah it's a while ago. um yeah that's not really too much of a time frame i I mean look at the rock the rock stopped wrestling for like i want to say around 10 years and then he came back for wrestlemania uh, 28 so i think the last wrestlemania was that was probably wrestlemania 18 or 19 i think i think his last wrestlemania was uh uh 20 where he okay. teamed with Foley, but yeah, I mean, yeah, so eight, eight, eight years, years right? Yeah. So, but then he came, yeah, he came back, at and he still wrestled. Twenty eight, you know, he was pretty on point with everything. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe Batista's training. Who knows? He, they yeah. may, uh, he might be at I the performance so. center. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I'm stuff. sure. Look, there's you know, there's zero doubt in my mind that that he'll be uh, 
uh, ready and and um, that he won't be ready. Uh, and uh, you know they're doing whatever they have to do, I guess, to you know prepare. But I guess it's it's going to be probably along the lines of a of a striking slugfest type of of uh, ordeal. I think there isn't going to be too much going on as far as like technical stuff. Who knows? I mean, Triple H, one of the best workers in the business all time. They could right. figure something out. Right. But you know what uh, they have to figure out? How to get things over uh, Dave Batista's head. Because those reflexes are too fast. He would catch them. He will catch them right away. He will catch them right away. Them. No metaphors. They cannot use metaphors. Because he, he doesn't get it. Yeah. And, at, <laughs> and at, at, at one point, he was standing perfectly still that I could not see him. And then he moved and I saw him. <laughs> yeah, Hunter's going to have to... You talk about John Cena or Batista? Batista. If they had a match together, Batista oh destroyed. my god, forget Batista it. Batista versus Cena? That would be an invisible match. That'd be an empty ring. <laughs> uh, this is not an ad, but I saw a bobblehead for John Cena that is invisible. completely see-through. Yeah. It's a, it's a Funko. see-through Funko. Funko Pop, and it was a, I actually looked to buy it from WWE Shop. Uh, god, how much was this? Like 10 bucks. No, it was either 10 or 20 $10? bucks. $10? Yeah, it's either 10 or 20 bucks, but it's limited, it was limited edition. By the time I got to WWE Shop, it was gone. I was it was. Yeah. It was gone, wow. but uh, that that was actually a, a fun highlight of Raw, even though it was a little. Well, another odd. thing I want, yeah. Well, that's we know we're gonna get, we're gonna get Triple H and Batista now at Mania, and then I wanted to talk about something else that happened on SmackDown: the back and forth between Randy Orton and AJ Styles. And they oh, they did this not was have an absolute fire. Oh, how awesome was it? It it's uh it was. It was there was truth coming from both sides, which I thought was uh, which I thought was was interesting because Orton had a lot to say about AJ. AJ had a lot to say about Orton, and I think one of my favorite things that AJ said to Orton, uh, you know, he was calling out all of his old groups, so Evolution, Raider, RKO, Legacy, and he even called out the Wyatt family, which I think most of us may have forgotten about. Yeah, that yeah. was very brief, and uh, I'm surprised he didn't mention the authority because the authority was also oh, pretty true. Big yeah, I, I thought it was also pretty funny that uh, Orton uh, mentioned that in 2005, Styles was down in Florida going to get tan with Dixie Carter. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was yeah, that was good. It's but you know it's it's true. I mean, Orton in 2003, 2004, he was on top of the card. Like he was IC champion. I yeah. think he, he was then, never US champion for the next but... seven years. After that, he was a main eventer. Hmm. Yeah, and now what happened? And he's well, he's still he's still you know he has like that big show status where he could they could insert him into any like mid card or top card feud and Precisely. he fits perfectly. And he could be a heel or a face, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He can play anything. Oh, he works better as a heel Chris. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent he works. Chris, yeah. He works better as a heel in my opinion. But we all have opinions. Yeah. You need the sadistic Viper. Yes, I completely agree. When I was at WWE, you were wrestling in bingo halls for $10 a night in front of 15 people. <laughs> that was that was so good. But AJ... Hey, it's true. I mean, look, AJ, they don't... These guys, they don't... They wear it with a badge of honor, and rightfully so. And I guess, you know, it goes to show you how a lot of these guys, I mean, everyone has a different path to WWE. And um, this, and, I think, is a really good way of showing it. And even uh, AJ called this out. I thought that was... Um, Interesting. Was it AJ that called it out, or was it? Oh, oh yeah, no, AJ. Is that 
you know, now if he goes in the locker room, he's surrounded by indie guys, quote unquote, indie guys. And I thought that was just a like a funny comment because think about it, like everybody on the roster now, you have Shinsuke, Balor, um, a lot of the guys from NXT, you know, Alistair Black, Ricochet, yep. all these guys are all independent dudes that are now yep. that are now coming up. They're all guardians of the independent scene. Guardians <laughs> of the independent scene. As Triple H <laughs> geniusly said. Oh, what a great another one liner though. He also said about the nose yeah. rings. Oh yeah, that's, that was pretty funny too. <laughs> Coming out here looking like a nose ring model. <laughs> so I guess well both uh, both Orton I think and AJ have uh, you know th- so th- they'll definitely be fighting at Mania. Who do you guys want to see go over? I'm just I know it's way too early to tell, and I'm sure that the story will be told. I almost I mean, don't mind if whoever. if what they if what they did is any indication for how this buildup is going to be the next, you know, two or three weeks. Um, this, this actually, this could actually steal the show. This is, this match has that. I think he ha- has that feeling. I just hope they give it enough time. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. Yeah. I hope they, they could, they, they could have a gold mine. And it's not for any title. It's not for a title. No. It's, it's actually kind of refreshing that they're... Ah. Uh, <laughs> Coca-Cola classic. Sorry. Coca-Cola. Cherry Coke. It's, oh, that's, that's, that's our brand. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, C&C Cola. That's where C- it's at. That's uh, RC Cola. America's <laughs> Choice. Oh, my God. Kirkland's Best. What is it? Oh, Kirkland's Best. Kirkland's finest. <laughs> God, what do we start talking about soda now? Um, you know, I think uh, I, I think this would be a good opportunity for Orton to go over. I feel like AJ has had the t- had the title for over a yeah. year. Yeah, I see that, and I can see Orton winning. I mean, I'm sure this will drag out longer than WrestleMania, which is unfortunate. I feel like I think WrestleMania is the place where feuds go to die. They or not. they get extended to SummerSlam. Right, which is a little, <laughs> I always find annoying. But I think it might be a good time for Orton to get get one. That's just me because I'm way too biased on Orton, so I'm probably not the right person to ask. Yeah, you're a huge fan of Orton. I, I don't I don't have any problem with Orton winning. Me neither. I me think, neither. I think either guy going over one way or the other, no one's going to come out of this looking bad, I think, in any exactly, way. Exactly, yeah. But I think, yeah. I think to make, you know, just to shake things up a bit, I think Orton would win. Yeah, I think yeah, he hasn't he hasn't really been around in a bit, so I think it would be good. But we have a few weeks to yeah. talk about that. We'll probably have tons of conversations around uh, WrestleMania over the next coming weeks. Yeah, there's also uh, a couple more weeks to figure out who Kurt Angle's going to be math- uh, wrestling in his last match yes, ever. Yes, last match ever for Mister Kurt Angle. Wow, boy, a lot happened this. Uh, I, um, I, yeah. I, I didn't think as that much happened, but it turned out there was a lot. A ton of stuff yeah. happened. Angle had his uh his last match against his last match on Raw against Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz, who grew up idolizing Angle apparently. And, which... and Apollo Cruz did did uh, Angle win? Uh, yes, Angle yes, won. He did. Yes, Angle won. Angle won. Oh, okay, so they're gonna have him go on a roll, and then somebody's gonna beat him at WrestleMania. Yeah, that should be the case. And listen, I. I... I feel like there's nobody else but John Cena. I think so too. 
Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because you have Samoa Joe doing these promos about, uh, well, not, well, he did mention Cena, so uh-huh. he's a front runner to challenge Joe, but I would like to see Cena against Angle as Angle's last match. I think it's a full circle thing that yeah, I think we said would come nice. So it's a nice touch. Joe going up against anybody else, I think it would be fine. I'm going to say it's not going to be Cena. It's going to be Double J. Jeff Jarrett. Ooh. Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know what happened to that guy. Like, yeah, he, no, he, uh, he's medically. I, think he I don't think he's medically neck. cleared. He might not yeah. ever come back. Uh, yep, he's done. What if the under- what if it's the Undertaker? I, I read. Ooh, what good. if the Undertaker is the one that challenges Angle for his last match? Ooh, that that'd be interesting. Oh, did they ever have a feud? Back in the day, no, they sure did like, in two thousand. Did they really? When Kurt Angle had I don't the, that. when he had the fake hair piece and the headset, and I remember Eric <laughs> Angle, who's Kurt's twin brother, came out and did like a double switch, and he roll up pinned uh, Undertaker. I forgot what pay per view it was, but Insurrection. Maybe no, I, I have don't no know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he he ran off, and then um, yeah, Angle and and Taker. I think they had some. Uh, scuffles i think the rock was in the mix a couple of times so they've worked with each other but not as the dead man i think i i, I would like to see tinker actually that he's saying that not yeah no, but i i remember uh i mean they're both older guys so they both could work a, a good match yeah um I it, it means it, it's obviously angle's last match so taker will win but keep the the new streak alive yeah. <laughs> you know Taker, Taker needs someone that can work a match and that he could follow along with. And I really don't think that Kurt Angle is that guy, just on how Listen, bad I'll, he looks in the ring. Yeah, I'll be real with you guys. I don't think Taker's wrestling this WrestleMania. I don't think so either. I'm hearing that too. I think there really hasn't been anything that... I mean, we would have seen something by now, I think, honestly, yeah. materialize. I think because even when... It was Cena and Taker when they were doing that whole thing where Cena was coming out every week, calling him out. They were doing that because they obviously knew that it was going to happen. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done it. But there hasn't been any mention of Taker at all. And we're about, what, three weeks from the event? Yeah. I I think it's hard to believe that he won't be there. Right. Um, In in such a... In some way. Yeah. And like... In like a lion out like a lamb. What the hell? Like he just is not there. Like yeah, he's I, well, supposedly he got injured at uh, Crown Jewel or uh, the, the, the what was the other one? Um, uh, Crown Frown Jewel. Yeah, Frown yeah. Uh, that Frown was that, yeah, that was that was just like the last match that he had. And yeah. ugh, what a freaking! Uh, don't even get me started on that. What a shame <laughs> yeah. that that ended up being arguably his his last match. Same thing with Shawn Michaels. What a waste. Yeah. What a waste. The uh, the empty arena will not be uh, covering the Saudi Arabia events. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm speaking politically now. No, um, it was, yeah, it it was a it was a real waste last year. I mean, I thought it was Cena and and Taker could have had a, a great, beautiful promo package where they talked about their career and how they were the kings of SmackDown and. In, in, instead, they just uh, had squash literally a squash. Which, I mean, look, for, for, for that, in that particular case, Cena getting squashed, dropped on his head, mm-hmm. it really, nobody comes out of that looking bad because it's the Taker and it's John Cena, okay? So it's like, whatever, Cena probably couldn't care less. It, I think, honestly, if they would have left that as 
Taker's swan song and he would have left after that, I think people would have been okay with that. But, you know, I don't know. Much that could be a topic for another day. We could talk about yeah. our, our grudges with uh, Taker and Shawn Michaels and whoever else as far as uh, their last matches and potential legacies being ruined. I don't know. Yeah. Um, other than that, on SmackDown, there's really nothing else. I think we I talked was, a lot about, yeah. uh, I think, Fastlane kind of talked uh, us uh, through SmackDown. Yeah. And, and, uh, um, and uh, just on the Rollins and Brock Lesnar front, just another week of uh, Paul Heyman coming out, yapping, and Rollins yapping My back. client, Paul. Although... They did say that Brock Lesnar was going to be on next week, right? On Raw, yes. Exciting yeah. stuff. That, that's uh, his, what, 20th appearance in the last 10 years? Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait for Seth Rollins to be the Beast Slayer now. Yeah. The Beast Slayer. It's, it's very weird to see. My client, it's very, Brock It's very weird to Lesnar. see Roman Reigns taking a, uh, a back seat to what's going on on Raw. But, I mean, obviously that's for a reason. But yeah. hopefully we get him and McIntyre. Because I got to say, that... that Drew and uh, Dean match was, I thought, pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty hard-hitting. They were definitely going at it, I think. And, uh, yeah, I would think that the natural progression is to see McIntyre go up against Roman because McIntyre, to close out the show this week on Raw, was booked to be a monster. Yeah. And oh, um, yeah. deservedly so. So yeah, we'll see right. how that plays out. Yep. And yep. on that note, uh, I believe that is going to conclude our uh, episode tonight. Um we were going to do a new segment, but I think we're gonna give that a week. We're gonna we're, we're gonna come we're gonna back next a little week bit with some new episodes, some new stuff. But if you got again, as I mentioned, if you did not listen last week to our episode, be sure to check out our interview with King John Broadway of WUW Wrestling, the world of unpredictable wrestling. He was talking to us a lot about uh, his work with Johnny Rods at Gleason's Gym. Um, he has an event coming up on March 23rd, so be sure to check it out. Check it out. That's at Gleason's in at uh, Gleason's downtown Gym, Brooklyn. 7 o'clock. At 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock Eastern baby. Standard Time, the doors will open. I, I think and you I'll... never know, you may you may get to meet us there. You may run uh, to the empty you, arena. You may Chris, run we, into Chris, the we didn't sign anything up yet. We didn't, we didn't sign up for anything yet, Chris. We, we can't... I didn't say anything. I just said you <laughs> may run into us. It's a possibility. It's a rumor. Maybe ringside. A lot of dirt sheet rumors. The dirt, the dirt sheets are reporting about us now that we might be appearing at this event. We don't yeah. know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, so on that note, uh, reach out to us on social media. Check us out on the twits, the the instas, the snaps. We don't have a snaps yet. Uh, email us at Gmail if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Um, I'm not going to say recipe because that's getting old. Um novel suggestions what we could read um yeah for sure Give us, uh, <laughs> do we have anything else to plug check out my dank memes and the, on my instagram page <laughs> at empty arena podcast instagram man they're dank they're damn dank <laughs> the dankest the and dankest. let us know what you think of our new theme song done by yours truly shameless oh, plug <laughs> nicholas you did a wonderful job that is Why? all original composition folks thank you so much Nikki P and the Crutches. <laughs> check out uh, check out Nick's band page, uh, Social Zoo. Want to, do you want to plug them? Yeah, that's my cover band and Nikki P and the Crutches. That's my solo project that I have online. If you want to check out my music. And on that note, you guys can find me at the Comedy Shack Wednesday <laughs> through Friday on Ventura Boulevard. I'll be doing a set. I'll, I'm the custodian. I will be there. Just <laughs> I'll be there. Give me money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh that's it 
Good night, guys, right. and we will hear from you next week. Later. Peace out. Later. This has been an Awesome Studios production.